0: Yo podcast time Um, I've got some questions Dale
1: got some questions well first of all let's introduce who's here and where we are
0: we are in Huntington Beach in the back of your van uh, parked right by where we can see the pier and I'm here with you as per usual and today's special guest is mr. Mike Wong
1: hi Mike hello everyone good good thanks for doing this Mike Mike is uh, another Brit travels the world has been uh, with me for the last couple of days we've been working on um the british bmx hall of fame Ah, i have uh, questions we have questions and so do some <laughs> other people so we wanted to kind of do a little update i think a lot of people listening to this probably can uh, have already seen what we're doing we've set up our own british bmx hall of fame we have our first event this year november the 5th and uh we just you know we've been putting stuff up on social media on our instagram and facebook and all our personal stuff and we just wanted to kind of Bring Mike in who's kind of behind the scenes and kind of explain everything as or, or as much as we can ongoing and I thought some good questions from you mm. and uh, we'll just talk about what we've been doing on and uh, we're all excited and thanks for Mike coming out and spending the day or last couple of days with us and uh, I think it, uh, people interested should be able to uh, learn quite a lot more what we're doing
0: all right I want to pick brains then even if I know somebody answers to these questions I want to back it
1: up so why hasn't we should do a little background on Mike first for the ones that might not know okay Mike, tell us your history in BMX. Okay, so
2: I was one of those late 70s, early 80s kids riding around the neighbourhood on, on my rally Grifter. Um, stumbled across, I think it was issue two of official BMX, and, and from that point I was just hooked on BMX. Um, Grifter got upgraded to a 99 quid Moto One from my from a local bike shop, J James in Sheffield. And uh, from that point, you know, rode the BMX every day. Um, didn't get to race too much as a kid, just a couple of local racers, um, mainly because my parents, first generation immigrants in the country, were kind of really into working hard and wanted me to do well at school more than get involved in stuff like playing football and, and BMX, which I did anyway. Um, but yeah, I kind of had a lifelong love affair with BMX since getting that first bike riding around the neighbourhood with my mates. Um, just absorbed as many magazines as I could get. Um, love the history of BMX. Um, kind of dropped out of BMX as most people did towards the end of school years, um, eighty six to ninety ish. But then, refound BMX when I was on uh, back for a Christmas holiday actually uh, from university. Stumbled upon a, a copy of Invert December nineteen ninety, and it just kind of reignited that love for BMX in me. And uh, I've I've been in touch with the scene ever since um to the point that i started my own bike companies uh first one dial bikes around 2001 2002 and and then that morphed into a bmx race company factory team bikes which is sort of known colloquially as uh, ftb bmx and i've been doing that been living out in north carolina since um 2015 um but as dale mentioned um sort of traveling around a lot for other work now and um you know involved in this
1: british bmx hall of fame and i just wanted to add to my thoughts of mike is you know what well, i've always had respect and i've always had good conversation with known mike for a long time uh really stands out for mike and obviously it was before the social media and stuff after the worlds in 96 and i've still got it i save a lot of clippings and stuff right mike wrote me a nice letter uh, just telling me he was at the worlds and 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 just congratulated me, and I just thought that went a long way, you know. Not many yeah. people. No, uh, not many
0: people, especially back yeah. then.
1: They wouldn't, uh... So, I'm um, Stoke Mike's uh, helping us. Is like say he's the kind of the backbone and keeps us all in check. And uh, yeah, I guess as we, we go through this, we can kind of explain more on the role as we go through. So. So my my
0: questions are, I don't, um, why hasn't there been a uh, a BMX Hall of Fame? Why hasn't there been set one set up already? And uh, why now?
2: And and who's behind it? yeah so I mean that's a question that we pondered when we were first setting this thing up that um you know I actually bought a domain name UK BMX Hall of Fame probably like more than 12 years ago and I spoke to Dale about it and I even mentioned I think I I made contact with Andy because he'd been posting a little bit of stuff on the old um, BMX talk um message boards about we needed a Hall of Fame but I think you know back then everybody was just too busy to do it um, you know, Dale was still involved in racing and team managing and Andy was involved in his other businesses. And, you know, I, I didn't really consider myself at the time as um, well known enough for a, a prominent figure within BMX to just get off my own backside and do it myself. So he got parked. Uh, and every now and then, like comes a Facebook era and stuff like that, people would mention USA BMX Hall of Fame. And we, we need this for, for, for the British side of BMX as well. But again nobody ever did anything about it um and then i think towards the end of last year things seemed to align and more people were talking about it andy was talking about it dale was talking about it darren o'neill had reached out to to dale to talk about it and um so we finally got our heads together and did something about it and you know more than anything and we've had this conversation loads of times we would rather this had been set up 15 20 years ago and we were just able to buy our ticket turn up enjoy the meal enjoy the event and not have all the hard work and, and stress that we're going through at the moment but nobody did and uh, so you know we, we, we're just trying to break the mold and say okay this is the first event we're not necessarily the people that are you know going to be doing this every year um we, we want it to evolve um, you know, I, I know there's been a little bit of criticism online about we're unelected, what gives us the power to do this. Well, what gives us the power to do it is that nobody else has done it, but we're not closed to other people jumping on board with us. Um, yeah. I mean, what the
0: British Cycling have a, have a Hall of Fame, uh, but, like, they have one BMX in there, yeah. which is Dale, and, like, I've heard they're considering Liam Phillips and Charlie Reynolds for the second inductee, so I, that's obviously you know where's all the people from the beginning what do you mean that's that's not a hall of fame you're just throwing bmx's in there so they're not going to do it
1: um well they are going to do it and uh, you know i I know a little bit about the british hall of fame um i kind of did my homework before we pulled the trigger on this and this is really what speeded this up as well uh i know that they do a hall of fame i know that obviously what you just said paul it's kind of somewhat not really respectable there's 20 years of BMX before me or a good 15, 10, 20, 15 years of history before me. So I was always embarrassed about it to somewhat where I don't really talk about it too much. Mm -hmm. Um, and I reached out to him. I heard, you know, they only do theirs every, I think it's Olympic cycle or something. So it's every three or four years they do their one. They have done a couple since I went in I think I went in 11 over 10 years ago um and they haven't added they've had a couple since and no bmx's have gone in so anyway i find out who was doing it I find out i was on the committee chine's i guess is the bmx uh relationship within that committee um and i reached out to the british cycling hall of fame you know the guy running it and and, and suggested could i get involved i'd like to get some input get some of you know our kind of world and just kind of help you guys do it if anything and uh, basically they blew me off they weren't interested and that's what okay then we'll uh speed it up and let's do our own and that's like what mike just said it's been kind of on the grasp of us doing it anyway and I, and that's where you know mike and darren had reached out at kind of the same time and obviously me and andy are talking about it all the time um and i was like Let, let's let's do it and that's uh where the motivation really to to, to get it done you know
0: i mean what was over here like you know it's it's a little bit different from uh from back in england with all the major sports they all have hall of fames they all have hall of fames and it's a it's a big it's a big deal, but all of those Hall of Fames have been set up for a long time now and they're running now basketball, football, all of that stuff. Um, and they have trouble deciding who goes in and who doesn't go in. Um, but with what BCF are doing, just throwing one BMX in every five or ten years that's not enough, somebody else has got to
1: Yeah, it. from the communication I did have with them, it seemed like they're going to start playing, and that's why you know, obviously, I think you said Sinead's, uh, well, uh, Liam. Uh, the impression I got that they're going to just jump into the Olympic era anyway, as of now. So, which is apparently going to happen any time now. So that's where we thought, like, well, they're going to continue to to miss just chunks of of history of British BMX, you know. So, and, and if
0: it isn't done now, so you know, it's it's already it's already late. I'm sure you're running into problems with mm-hmm. with we've started late. So there's an abundance of people mm-hmm. who need to go in, but we can't put everybody
2: in the first year. I under I understand that. It's. Uh, I just uh, Yeah, yeah we're, so, we're so far behind the eight ball at the moment on this British BMX Hall of Fame. Sadly, a lot of people have passed away who, if it had been started at the correct time, they would have been in there and we would have been able to honour them when they were alive. But um, you know, So there are going to be some posthumous awards, I guess, at some point down the line. But, um, you know, as you just alluded to, Paul, it's going to be difficult for our Hall of Fame to have everybody in who absolutely should have been in there. But we're just trying to work with the best that we can. Yeah, and you know, eventually, you, everybody
0: will get in. Same as every every Hall of Fame, it's, uh, you, you may end up with, well, in other sports, they have a ballot. So there's five people on the ballot, and, and it's if you're really good, you go in first ballot. As soon as you go in, you the first time you're available, which is five years after you retire. You know, you go straight in. It's, uh, I, it, it's so funny, because those things are so good, when you watch like uh, the ABA video, like all those ABA videos of all those dudes collecting their Hall of Fame, like mm-hmm. uh, Stu, that one's awesome. Uh, even the freestylers, um, but like all of those dudes, they have that ceremony and they film it, and, and, and rightfully so. Those 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 people need to need to go in. But as as BMX is the same as everyone, there's it's always talking points as to who should go in and who shouldn't go in. That's you know, it's
1: uh, it's a good problem to have, and it's a fun. I mean. Well, it was not fun, but it's cool. I enjoy it. me and you are on the phone almost daily. Just well, they, we have different yeah. views on it, yeah, but it's it's a good, it, it's fun talking. We've got different people we talked to. Obviously we're con- constantly talking to people now, yeah. all of us are our own little groups of, you know, years and decades and, and different uh, disciplines within BMX. So it is- it, I think it is, the
0: misconception yeah. is like, uh, from what I see online, because I'm not, you know, I'm not as, inv- I'm, you know, I talk to you about it all the time, but I'm not involved involved. Um, so I see, I see people online asking, you know, like, they seem to be under the impression that it's just five dudes, you know, making their own decisions. And it's, uh, whereas from what I know is, or the way I'm seeing it from my side is, you talk to me, but then when you talk to me, I said, well, this is what I think, but these are the people that I would talk to. And then I talk to them, you know, I talk to I talk to Scott Dick, I talk to John Dye, I talk to a lot of the people who I who I spend time talking to anyway Mm -hmm. but those people who are super super knowledgeable and passionate about about bmx those are the people that i've talked to and like you say it's uh it's very hard because it's the first year um that there's a bunch of people who are definitely going to go in but you can't put all of those people in no first year and it's like it's you know i mean for me you know i look at those categories that you were talking about and it's uh it's almost impossible because you can put in an argument for anybody. Mm-hmm. Like, coming from there, you know, if you're their PR agent and you're saying, well, this dude should be in, blah, blah, blah. And the thing is, they've all got good arguments. Yeah. And I, I'll, just, I'll just take this as random, but like, you know, Tim, Andy and Geff, all of them are going to be in and they should all go in the first year, but it's gonna be impossible for everybody
1: to go in the yeah. first year. There's a, but you also gotta remember there's there was a little bit of BMX before Tim, Andy and Geth as well, you I, know. I, so I, I, understand, you, you, uh, I understand
0: that. There's um, but you know, you can might you can explain to him about the Yeah, about yeah, no, what, no the, I was cat, bit, the you, categories. You've made me.
2: some really important points there, Paul, that, you know, it's not just the people who are on the selection panel who are making these final decisions, you know. Dale's told me who he speaks to, and then you've told me who you speak to, and you know we've obviously had conversations with Clive and Scott. I mean, there's, there's literally, you know, probably a hundred people involved in this process behind the scenes, where all the people on the selection panel are getting feedback and getting names put into the pot, and obviously the selection panel will it'll be there, very difficult, and you know I don't envy their job whatsoever because I'm not part of that process, but it'll be their their job to whittle it down to the final ballot, and then. Um, you know we'll probably take some some opinion on social media as well and um, you know try and put all that into a mix when making final decisions but you know that's what we want to get clear to everyone it's not just these four or five people making all the final decisions Um, and as to the sort of criteria for the categories um, you know there's so many ways of slicing and dicing who should go in there and we've discussed that amongst us as a group and we don't want to be hand tied by having necessarily Rigid criteria to say, okay, these are cut off dates for pioneer, or these are cut off dates right, for, you, for you racer. Have, you have two categories. You have, yeah. race,
0: you have racer, but you also have pioneer racer. Yeah, and and it's the same exactly. with freestyle. um That's obviously going to, uh you know, how long ago that is. Like you say, mm. you kind of have a strict cut off time. But yeah, people that you can...
1: got people that cross eras. You know, yeah. like Geth was the last part of the. The 80s Pioneer, the Pioneer, of he, the Geth, Tim yeah. Geth, but then he moved into my era. Yeah. And then you've got Tom Lynch that kicked off the next yep. Tom Lynch, Andy Welsh, Darren Wood, people that kicked off the next superclass thing. Mm-hmm. And then you've got a young Neil Wood that jumps in there pretty 1988, mm-hmm. you know. So there's eras crossing, and, and and then you've got Geth that comes back and battles again, you know, in the late 80s into the 90s. So there's a lot of, uh, yeah, cross yeah. eras within riders, and then you can obviously uh you know look at you know my era it's you know the 90s guys you know dylan crosses from 80s to 90s to 2000s you know yeah. jamie staff the same you know mm-hmm. so it's a good problem it's great debating like i say when mm-hmm. um and we have different people we consult in for different eras you know like when we want to go to real the start of bmx 1979 was the first race in england you've got um uh, people like jay hardy that was right there at the start of bmx in england alan woods i spoke to alan but Jay Hardy was right there, involved as a racer and in the industry. So we lean on different people for different eras. You know, as we go into the nineties, then there's different, you know, you got your Mike Bags knows absolutely everything about MBMXA nineties, you know, so uh, different people to, to lean on and, and consult for different areas on obviously. Freestyle and stuff, we know that I'm a, I'm a racer and I followed the freestyle stuff obviously, but I know when it really gets into freestyle, that's where I lean on Paul or Clive or, some of the other guys that we've got in the background that are helping us, you know, and we're still reaching out and talking to some new people as well that can bring um, bring value to what we're doing, you know? Yeah,
2: and you know, regardless of whether people, which side people fall on at the moment, whether they're supportive of this or whether they're slightly uh, skeptical about it or whether they're on the fence, what we're doing is we're getting people talking about BMX and its history again and um, you know, sometimes people think nostalgia is not necessarily a good thing, but I think in this particular case, it's it's been absolutely brilliant well, connecting we're, people. We're getting to a part. We're getting to a point now where, you know, that
0: stuff's forty years ago, forty plus years ago, and if if somebody doesn't start recognizing that stuff now, like we're not going
1: the, to. If we don't do it, no no one's going to do it. Right. Well. Yeah, that's and, right. Yeah. Like
0: I say, having one BMX in the British
1: yeah. Cycling Hall of Fame, yeah. like you that, can't rely on British Cycling to, no. to lead to, 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 to first of all. They're in the present. They're not really nostalgic or care about They're So busy on the next Olympic cycle, whatever. So if we don't do it, then I feel like I was like what Mike said. I was hoping somebody else was going to do it. They, they haven't done it. So it's like, it's time to do it. And I yeah. think that's why we've done it. And when we can hopefully hand it over to the Liam Phillips era or Sinead's maybe down the road when they're a little bit older and have more time, then hopefully we can pass it on yeah. to the next bunch of yeah, people we're that want to do that, you know? We,
2: you know, one thing we want to make clear is we're absolutely not a clear shop of you know us coming on board and saying oh we we want to own this and we want to make money from it and stuff like that you know if you want to sort of get an understanding of how much money we're going to make we'll be lucky to break even on this you can go to the ncc website and see how much it's costing us to hire uh the venue um you know how many tickets we're going to sell well we'll break even if we're lucky and if we don't then you know the four of us are on the organizing panel where we're personally committed to to funding this thing yeah it's
0: funny i um you know, I think that's a that's a misconception out here that that, that people are, are setting up this business and everybody's going to make a yeah. killing. Paul, the,
1: as you boys. know, there's better ways to make money than in, in BMX. It's, <laughs> it's, you know, and Mike, you you know do very well and and, and successful and. If any money is made in this, it's going to go right back in the pot for a bigger trophy for uh, next yeah. year's event. I'd be very yeah. surprised yeah. if yeah. any money's made. Yeah. yeah, well, like I say, I mean, no one's you know, putting you know, anything our, in the Our pocket.
2: aim, really, is hopefully yeah. we'll have a bit of money left over once we've done everything, and that's the deposit for next year's venue. Yeah. And uh, that'll
1: be great. Yeah, maybe another thing as well, uh, maybe talk a little bit about the classes. You know, we're still, um, you know, it's a great debate again, different classes. I think, as, as Mike said, it will evolve after we've done the first one. We spoke a lot with Cash Matthews that runs you know, involved in the USA BMX Hall of Fame. He's setting up all these state Hall of Fames, Oklahoma Hall of Fame, Texas. So I've had some great dialogue with Cash. He's given some great advice. And uh, it will evolve and different categories will come up. I was speaking to Will Smith from Dig. You know, was talking about Northern Ireland, Ireland have history in BMX. Scotland do. They're all categories where hopefully we can open mm. up in the next couple of years, and so it can continue to evolve and branch off and bring in uh, more categories to get more people in there. You know, and and but we we'll want to do it as obviously yeah. authentically. I mean, and as- this
2: is this is a first event. It's a test event, if you like. And um, you know, we had to be careful that we made it credible and something that people would enjoy, but not bite off more than we could chew. I mean, you know, we're we're not events guys. Uh, mm-hmm you know deep down we're just BMX guys who want to do something meaningful and, and create some kind of legacy
0: so you mentioned that you mentioned the categories what what
2: what are the uh, what are the categories that
0: you're, you're starting to okay
2: on? so I think for the first year we've got um, pioneer male racer pioneer female racer pioneer freestyler and then we've got a category we've called pioneer influencer and that is supposed to encompass people who weren't necessarily riders but Obviously, we're there in the early days of BMX and making things happen behind the scenes. Uh, So, you know, examples would be people who ran teams or organized races, that sort of thing. Ran Um, races and stuff. Yeah. Um, Industry people, even. Um, And then we've got categories for male racer, female racer, and freestyler. Um, And then we've got sort of what we call the outstanding contribution to BMX award. And, Mm -hmm. And again, that's just for... Anybody from any category who's had a, a big influence on BMX?
0: Hmm. Yeah, I like that. I um so, if you have pioneer racer and you have racer, and yeah. the same with female and uh, and freestyle. So, th- are you putting in the best person you can choose for racer or freestyle or girl racer, and then somebody from right at the beginning at pioneer, or is it still going to be the older people that
2: are going in for racer? So for for the pioneer categories, and Dale can probably talk more on, on these points than than I can because I'm not part of that selection panel. But for pioneer race, so we you know we're looking at the early days and um, you know the, the BMX boom days really, um, and then for like up till about eighty, like seventy nine up till around eighty. No, probably right a now. bit later than that. We we we're debating that at the moment, but it's probably like. You know, we, we see like the the Kellogg's Zero was probably like the, the peak of the BMX bubble when it was super popular so on you, TV. You're looking around 85,
1: 85 86. And it says like Slow Worlds was a big turning point, yep. you know. It seemed like that's when a lot of things changed after obviously the 1986 Slow World Championship. A lot of people hung on to, not hung on, but that was their last hurrah, last big yeah. push. And then the sport kind of changed a little bit, not changed, but you know, a lot of people disappeared after Slough. So the cutoff, I would think they say we're debating and it's ongoing is 85, 86, 87, where, you know, the pros kind of slowly dwindled again after. So now
0: is that, is that for Pioneer? That's for Pioneer or that's that's for everything? That's for Pioneer. That's for Pioneer. Okay. So now what what about best, best, best racer, best freestyler, best uh, female racer? Are you, is that now going to be just the best of the best? Or is there still, is that still going to be the early people that you want to get in there first?
1: I think we've got to find a, 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 yeah. a selection of both really. If we just put it on titles, I think you got to look at it. We had a good conversation with Clive Gosling yesterday and it was like the whole package of a rider, you know, what else it did, you know. Let's talk about Jane Windle, the first national, uh, national number one girl in, in the senior category. But the minute she finished a lap, she was off at the hotshot stand selling bikes. You know, working on her team, just doing things like that. You know, so there's some, a lot of people that did a lot of other things as well as you know being a fast racer. You know, so I'm j- I'm, j- yeah. I'm, just, I'm
0: asking out because these questions are in my head as well. Let's you know, it's are you gonna? Is it the best of the best for the the racer freestyler and and uh, and lady racer mm. and then pioneer
2: is? I don't. Mi- I don't think it's age necessarily age. has to be the the best of the best. We're not just going purely on stats uh, because I think you know if you're going on purely on stats, who was the GOAT, as it were, British BMX, then, you know, BMX has evolved over the years, so, you know, there were great racers like Tim and Andy and Geth, but then tracks changed, and the riding styles changed, and, you know, is you've it got a necessary? lot of game
1: changes, you know, Geth was a, geth, he kind of went from mm. the old, you know, kind of, and, and then Dylan again, and then You know later down the road as it evolves you know and then you've got people it's going to be a bit more further down the road but you've got the Olympic era of riders you know you Sinead your Liam that didn't really focus on domestic titles where you've got somebody like Kelvin Beatty that was just banging him out you know so it's a good debate and we're still kind of yeah listen to if you know if
0: if people are going for the best of the best is it going to be like you know I don't
1: think you can say who the best of the best is even in the in the early eight who's the best of the best and March Mm -hmm. didn't race till 84 BMX started in 1979 so who can who was the No, I'm, I'm, yeah. I'm, all,
0: I'm, I'm not wondering at the beginning I'm wondering at the end as if you know if somebody wants to vote for Liam or you for Racer for this first one you know it, it's is that is that going to be well I
1: can't be in it because I'm on on the committee so my, I'm I'm disqualified from this year so okay. and um...
2: so is Andy right
1: So is andy yeah Yeah. so you can leave those two names out. so you
2: know you're using an example of liam phillips if somebody nominated liam phillips and he was in that discussion as to um is he going to get inducted into the hall of fame then he would
1: be in racer obviously rather than pioneer no no
0: but what i'm saying is there is
2: there there is no cut
0: off on the date for it's
1: an ongoing conversation i i personally i like me and you have different views Mm. on that my personal thing is the olympic era even Late into the 90s, into 2000s, I, I think we should focus more on those early years. Yeah. you know, and but, where see, you my, my, you're, you're more about the best of the best, you and mean, you want the yeah. dream team Hall of Fame. I get, but we've talked about it, but yeah. I think we have to sprinkle some of those. Yeah, I just, I, just, in, I you know?
0: just, I just feel my my mm. my gut reaction is if I'm if we're doing the Hall of Fame and it's the first one, and I'm looking at. at uh, Prancer, you, would, you would put
1: you would Sinead's Reid in, right? Correct? She's on your list? I hate to say it in but a way But Reid started BMX racing And I'm, uh, there or thereabouts in 2000 There's 20 years of history In British BMX racing but, but, Before Sinead people, people
0: will also say But you have a Pioneer That's what your Pioneer category is for
1: yeah, and you know, there's so, already forty years of history. And this is
0: what I was saying, Mike. The problem you're know, some of the problems you're running into is because nobody's done it yet. Yeah.
1: Oh, yeah. Absolutely. There's not a right. I mean, they're still arguing about the rock and roll hall of fame. You know, of why is Madonna in? Why is different? Not even rock yeah. bands are in that. So yeah. it's on, and that's part of the buzz of a hall exactly. of fame. You know. I mean, with this project,
2: <laughs> if anything, time is our biggest enemy because we've we've started yeah. so late, and mm-hmm. you know, there's so much happened in BMX before we even got round to having this discussion so you know we knew that whatever the selections are we're not going to keep everyone happy um, but if we we can have uh, an explanation as to why people in then hopefully people will sort of be on board with it and appreciate that for future years um, you know people are going to get acknowledged and they're going to be inducted into the hall of fame I, I, can, I can safely say that people who deserve to be in there will be in there they'll be in there on merit there's not going to be any kind of favoritism or nepotism or anything like that it will have all been sort of discussed in the round with with loads of people in the back you know you you know me it's it's hard for me to get away having worked all those events and, and being
0: being that stat guy it's very hard for me to get away from the people who are already recognized as the best
1: but that's like you could I understand that and again I enjoy the conversation with you about it and the disagreement but I mean, if you want to do the best of the best, go get Beth and Kai. They're the best. They're better than all of us. Like technically the one, the the major gold and there it is. So it's not always about the best of the best, you know? So
0: with with Kai and Bethany, there's arguments against them because their careers are still ongoing. They're not long enough. And the Olympics wasn't around when you or Dylan or Tim or Andy, those guys were racing. So I. I understand that. I just, it's... uh,
1: I don't think you can say somebody's the best of the best because you'll never know, uh, because a lot of these people never raced. I never raced really Tim March, only a little bit at the end, Uh, you know. Yeah, I mean, mean that that (laughs) argument
0: of, of, you know, when you have people, well, this guy beat this guy at the end of his career, I mean, you're obviously, you're talking about Peaks, peaks of careers and, and overall careers and what you've done. It just, it's it's hard for me to get away from thinking.
1: You also include the, uh, another another good debate and something we're, we're talking to all everybody and we're gonna start putting some stuff on social media is you're very big on people that have done stuff outside the UK, you know, people that have had success in world championships in the US. Um, and the, But then there's a lot of people that have just domestically done good, you know, Neil Wood, did a lot of great things outside, you know, outside of England. He's, 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 a, he's a
0: bad example because he <laughs> smashed it at home and over here. Right. Um, Yeah, I just, I, I, I think, you know, it's like if you were, if you were to look at, um, let's say, for instance, Germany's basketball hall of fame. Hundred percent, Dirk Nowitzki's in there, regardless of whether he came out of school and came over here and went to Dallas and played his whole career here. It yeah. doesn't. It. Doesn't, it I, I think you just. You know, you can't punish somebody for... It's like you can't punish you, Jamie and Neil, and saying, well, they missed all these seasons domestically because they were in America smashing the best in the world. That's not... You know, it's... it's. But like you said, there's so many debates on every single aspect yeah, yeah. of this. Yeah, But then that's nice in a way that you guys are thinking about it because if you weren't thinking about it, it's like, no, this guy, no, this guy, that would... Because it, it's... You know, you've got, like I say, you've got... Five, let's say five people for every one of them categories, who you can't argue against. No, no, no. and
1: we're we're getting we're starting yeah. to put the list together already. Yeah, yeah, yeah. We
0: can't put that. You no. know, you can't put five people in, and, and it's, you know,
1: it's, I, I. Uh, the I, advice uh, I got from Cash, and again, it's it's not everybody's on on board with this. Cash says I can't say the word chronological order. Chronological. He says if he said if he could have done a few more things different with the USA BMX, more, he'd have focused a little bit more on that. Which is continuing trying to do that. And I think that's a good way. We BMX yeah. started in 1979. I think that's where we need to, that's where we need to like hit go. You I mean know? the eventual yeah. the eventual
0: yeah. plan I would imagine would be, same as with most of the sports, the big ones. The criteria is you're only eligible five years after full retirement,
1: mm.
0: um, and that's you know that's that's I think that's how it should be. Same same. Jamie Bestwick, yeah.
1: prime example of that is still I mean still somewhat current, right? I mean he's yeah. still out there smashing it and, and yeah and, you know, and, and,
0: and he's a real he's a real good example because. Yeah.
1: But he's 50, you know. Best and, freestyler.
0: Yeah. Uh, you can't argue against that. Like, I mean... I guess yeah, but does that you know, mean guess you're going to
1: forget Neil Rufford, Craig Campbell, Carlo Graves? It's like, them guys still no, did a yeah, hell of a what, lot of stuff. What I'm saying is yeah. you, have,
0: you have Pioneer. Mm. I just, with those top, those top ones, it's a, it's, a, it's a toughie starting so late down the road yeah. with 40 years, and you've got 40 years of, of certain people who within their... Their decade or within their window of opportunity,
2: they killed it. Mm-hmm. So, yeah. Okay. Yeah, yeah. It's a t- it's a tough job, but you know, as Dale said, it's a really yeah, interesting yeah. job. But it's still because fun. He, yeah, he, he, you know, listen to yeah, yeah. all these conversations yeah. about what people have done and who riders are and. Um, you know, it's been
1: interesting for me to listen to it Another good point that me and you have talked about is amateurs, you know, in the US it seems like a, a, a dominating amateur it seems like, at least as we're in as much as we've paid attention in the last probably 10 Just years that
0: Doug been pretty Yeah, it.
1: it's very hard for a top, you know, factory amateur US guy that we've read about in the magazines are not even mentioned, it mm. seems like it's very pro or older age group categories and, you know, Paul you think it should be more based off, you know, pro superclass and stuff, but we've got some awesome career I mean, amateurs I mean, guys my, my, that have done some th- amazing th- my, things yeah, in the UK my, my, my thing yeah
0: is I, with the amateurs you know if you are that guy in the amateurs normally your focus is going on and turning pro and the best amateurs always end up But the
1: 80s pro. UK amateurs were so young you well and know, that's that's you know? the
0: thing a lot of those people either you know they gave up at the end of the boom mm. uh, they moved on to other sports or whatever or they're not even you know they they didn't get to the point where their life extended long enough to go and race pro I just uh I don't know I um I I just think I, with hall of fames I just think best of the best like the best of the best of, of, over the history and, and it's so anybody who's an amateur unless they didn't turn pro
1: but they did for amazing somebody Lewis Mears David Moore you know Dylan as an the amateur they banged out Matt Boyle Andy please just banging out major titles domestically european yeah. and world you know uh-huh. so there's a lot to take consideration where you've got a lot of british pros that didn't you know geth wasn't really international guy you know no, on, andy, on his own accord he didn't really no, want no, to do it neither
0: no, no was andy, 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 was andy, andy yeah yeah, and yeah
1: yeah so it's uh, yeah it's
0: it, i mean my, my my thinking about that the standout in my mind is david like david has to go in there because of what he did but he didn't you know he never got the chance he, he'd given up and never got the chance to come back um i just it's a it's you know even thinking about the categories i could argue for five different people mm. in each different category
1: i mean and clive gave us such a different you know hmm. i'm pretty set on a few things i'm you know talked to you about and we we'll talked about then clive came and was on the on a zoom with clive yesterday for an hour me and mike was and I'm like wow I, I didn't think of that yeah. you know and then we're going to continue to reach out to other people to get other views it's not all of what, what mike darren O'Neill, and andy ruffalo and i think you know so
0: you should. had a small break just then, because somebody sat right next to us and was loud, and uh, <laughs> I allegedly may have gone and had a cigarette. <laughs> so back to Hall of Fame. So yeah, I'm. Uh, you know, I'm not involved in any of the uh, the organising and that. Um, so my thoughts are entirely about. You know, who are going to be the nominees? Who's going to? How's that going to work? Is it going to be like down to a ballot? Like. Why aren't the guys that I think that should be going in? Why are they not going to go in? As, I, as I would a, like
1: you to be, or well, we would like you, because we've already talked about it, and I already talked to you about it, to be involved in the presentation, whether you're there or not. I, you, yeah. my thing is with
0: this. I'm. Uh, I've had these discussions with you for a long time, so I just, I just think, like the, having a hall of fame is, is especially with such a rich heritage that we lived and know no stuff about I just think you've got to do it um, so I'm excited about doing it and yeah anything I'm available whether I have to do it from here uh, if I doubt very much I will be able to be there if I could a hundred percent I would be there especially as soon as I know Keith and Neil Joseph are both gonna be there now um, anyway so I um, so about hmm, what are my questions
1: I, what um, do you want to say some of the people you, you fancy
0: well, I mean, like I said, I um when when you spoke to me and I've thought about this, you know, you and me are idiots. We got fucking nothing better to do, so I end up writing writing lists of like top ten riders of all time, top ten UK riders of all time, top ten goofy footed riders of all time. I just so I'm always and and you know with with the job and used to announcing having all of those stats and having read them and learnt them and not like, just know them. Um, I obviously think with numbers, you know, although you see, it's not completely on stats, it's very hard for me to get away from the best of the best. So when you're looking at the racer, female racer, freestyler category, it's very, very hard for me to get away from you, Beswick and Sinez because, uh, you know, multiple titles at world champion in the very top class. Um, Competing against the best in the world and beating the best in the world on a regular basis, um, I it's very hard for me to to beat those people. But then, you know, it's 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 that's I'm looking at all of the all of the time. And like 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 you say, it's you know, if Kai had won the Olympics, it'd be hard to argue against him just because that's a title. Although your argument against it would be that there wasn't an Olympics when you were racing or when uh liam was racing well actually well, sorry liam There wasn't <laughs> the olympics when liam was racing oops <laughs> yeah i uh i just it's hard for me to get away i mean the plant the pioneer ones it's um
1: who's your pioneer freestyle give me a couple names
0: i've got to go craig
1: craig campbell i've got it uh, and
0: and see this is this is the thing where i'm not too you know to realize that my picks aren't going to be everyone's picks i can argue for my picks but i do also realize that i am affected because of my not necessarily involvement in what they're doing but the fact of being close to those people so you know i've been lucky enough to travel the world with the bmx's and you know staying with you in the hotel the night before you won the world you know just traveling to philadelphia with stephen just to just to do that being in State College with Jamie the week before the X Games. Like, so I, I, it's very hard for me not to be biased with that. But with Craig, um, for Pioneer Freestyler, I just, that thing that... Well, I mean, he won the Harrow HarrowCon. Him and Chris both won a class and both became the first Harrow Freestylers before Freestyle was really big. But then he was the UK's top freestyler and he was the first one who came over here and made it here. And when he was here mm. was recognized as being one of those dudes. Those meet the street contest where he did the first ever 540 wall ride. Like you look at the people in that comp, like they're the legends that he he sits with. You know, he, he rides with Volker, he rides with, you know, an early Hoffman. It's, uh, it's you know, for me, it's Craig, but I do realize I'm biased. I raced against him. I raced against him for three years with, until he g- gave up. I rode Romford with him all the time. I was friends with him and his brother. So I realised that, you know, you've also got Neil, uh, and his brother, you've also got Neil, you've also got Carlo Griggs, you've you know, you have got those people who right at the beginning of Freestyle, because Freestyle started, you know, or started solidifying five, six, seven years after after racing. Um
1: probably even seen her earlier.
0: Yeah. I mean Chris Chris Young and Craig, they were the first two who when they were i think you know chris was ranked number two behind schofield in the 14s number
1: and, one and chris young was number one the
2: uh, i think you was, christian was number one um on mongoose wasn't he yes right so schofield the year, was the year, number two yeah right so yeah. the year i'm talking about is when uh,
0: when 82 yeah chris young so, was,
1: I think, yeah, so 82. i'm thinking of
0: 83 when craig was number one um chris young was number two but craig campbell was number four in my age group at that point as well um and they were already good at jumps and, and whatever but they really elevated it and I remember riding Romford with uh, Adam Cliffwelly and Craig and realising Jesus Christ Craig's way better than like, I thought he would be
1: one of the well, guys perspective I won't say who it is uh, I, was, I was asking his views on stuff and he, he gave me some good perspective on Chris Young you know, just not just you know that a good race, a national number one racer, yeah. moved into freestyle. That, like I said, that that rom, the the, the horror, comp, horror, horror. horror comp, but then he said he, he also him and his dad jumped in a van and ran around the country doing demos. Obviously, the Skyway well, he was the, Trick he, tour he, he was, was the, Andy he Patterson. Was, yeah, he did the original. Did skyway, a lot of other cool stuff. With, yeah, Kellogg's. Yeah. There's a lot yeah. of. This, I just, I, yeah. I,
0: it's, it's ever so hard for me to argue against Craig because, yeah. just the fact that he broke America, just the fact that he broke America, and like if you look in the you know if you look in the trickery he invented some of them tricks that you know like he, yeah. he was he was just he was just a badass
1: jump over brought up a bunch of names i'll talk to john a little bit about this stuff as well and he brought up uh, some of the names that maybe you wouldn't think straight away unless you like i i, I knew because i raced, but like people like jason lunn you know yep, yeah Lanny, you did, Lanny yeah he went yeah. on and
0: was in that rally freestyle thing mm-hmm. i mean the, the thing is you when you're looking at that, you've got to look at that first wave of, of freestyle and that takes you probably up to like you say the Kellogg's. Maybe just after the
1: Kellogg's double, you know? Yeah, yeah. But
0: it's it's when you look at that era
1: Mike Pardon. It's still yeah, very yeah.
0: it's still very hard to argue against Craig mm-hmm. elevating himself from the pack. Because not only did he win consistently over here, Neil was his only real when they were coming up, Neil well they were pro and then Neil came in so it's, Neil was his but comp- he was considered the best dude for a long time or him one and one other but that coming to America breaking America first 540 all right oh, so hard to argue against that for, for me what it's, about
1: um, veteran male then give me a couple of guys
0: see pioneer male is a tough one where um that three names that instantly pop into my head and it's not I, this isn't a bias or anything the three names that pop in straight away are Tim Andy and Gaff now that's because they were the three big name stars and it, it seemed to be a battle once they all ended up together but there's stuff before that mm-hmm. and, and my thing is like and this is another example of me being biased because he was my like he was my personal pro that I really, really looked up to uh Pete Middleton is also very hard to argue against yeah. because he won the first race, the first legit race mm-hmm. in, in, in BMX. Right, yeah. he won that. He won the first pro race. Yes. Um, so it's, you know, when you're talking about pioneers, mm-hmm. pioneers are known for doing things first. Mm-hmm. So I, it's with Pete Middleton. But it's like Tier and Andy and Geoff. Any English Hall of Fame, they are going to go
1: in. Look program. at Steve and, Grant, and, and another, like, influencer, yeah. the skateboarding. Steve Grant, end Alan national number one. These are, these are, these are one. the real yeah, yeah. Gonna yeah. Come to.
0: Isn't going to be who, who it is. It's going to be when you get down to that real business end of, like, okay, well, we can only put one in each year, so we're, we're stuck here at the beginning. It's, um. you know, like I say,
1: it's... When you do... You know, Andy Ruffle does. We, we, whether that when when we do bring him into the conversation to be in it, I mean, he he's in quite a few different categories. You know, yeah. I mean, a racer, a freestyler, a organization, promotion. I mean, Andy I, kind I, of covers I, a lot of he, era. I, I, you know,
0: he's. I mean, he's got to be. He's got to be
1: most well-known a, name really in in in, yes. in the first twenty yes. years of BMX. And, and, and you know, and that's, that's what I was.
0: That's what I was thinking For the about, Olympic that, era. That last category you have the uh, outstanding contribution, yep. and you also, but you also have pioneer influencer, right? Yeah. Okay. I mean, you, with Andy, he was so famous that, you know, I know you're saying influencers opens up to people who maybe didn't race as much or ride as much, but influence-wise, it's very hard, and regardless of whether you agree with it or not, he was the guy that BMX and the powers behind BMX at that time were pushing forward as, this is our dude, this is our dude, mm-hmm. we're going to send this dude to Blue Peter, to news rounds, to TV shows, to around the country, this is... This is so it's, it's, he was the most famous BMX, like the Tom Brady of BMX at (laughs) the time. Yeah, well, he was just the he was whoever the current dude is who's just he was that guy. But I mean, you, you go back, it's it's hard for, I mean, and what's funny is I wouldn't vote for him, but pioneer freestyler, you've got to put him in. Like in an argument, almost for pioneer freestyle. Yeah,
1: few people yeah. have said it. Do yeah, people, people have said it? Few people have said it. Look did, at the NEC <coughs> Pickett's luck. You know, first, yeah. he, did yeah. first, he did the
0: first. He did the first nose pick on <coughs> a vert ramp. Like and that.
1: That showed up again on Instagram. Course, it shows up every yeah. uh, every once in a and while. Right, you know? And
0: rightfully so. Yeah, I mean, yeah. it's. Uh, I I think um, those people have got to go in it and it's like Tim and Geff. Tim and Geff, whether it's best racer or best pioneer racer, depending on where your where your cutoff years are, the fact that Tim and Geff beat the Americans like and I know it's just a one-off thing and we're looking at whole careers
1: but but who did Tim really beat Andy Patterson and Harry Leary doesn't matter they came over for that Geth beat uh, a full gate matter. of yep I'm yeah. not
0: saying I'm not saying yeah. And but then you could say you could say from your point of view you could say dude Geth only beat seven people you beat everybody you beat everybody twice you beat everybody here and you beat everybody there so what is that but you, you know when Tim beat those guys at Redditch. You know, it had the same feeling as the Kellogg's thing. It wasn't as big as it on a TV thing, and it were not that massive deal. But I remember that being that being a thing where one of ours beat the best in the world. And like you say, there but was, if you go so who were the five. best,
1: let's face it, Geth was better than both Ruffle and March.
0: I th- I just yeah. well, I'm, I'm I'm biased again. I just think Geff's yeah. the best period. Like he didn't want to take it to to the extent that that you did necessarily or Neil did. I just think you know it's very hard for me having those people as, as riding friends and having ridden so much with them it's hard for me to get over certain things like when you talk about riders and good riders it's very hard for me to get beyond Geth and Dylan even by putting I know people who beat them more regularly than they were yeah. beaten but because of the way they rode their bikes. They just rode their that's bikes. That's what
1: another one I can, cons- you know, yeah. people we consulted were saying is like, look at the stuff that Geth could do as well as racing. They just you rode know? their bikes yeah, better yeah, than yeah, everybody else's yeah. Dylan. Yeah.
0: It's, uh, yeah. A- and that's, you know, that means they're obviously going to be my crew of friends because yeah. I'm, I'm, or I was at that point. Jump into to to some girls and give me time. some girl stuff. Uh, Pioneer girl, I mean, Sarah Jane, I-, I think personally, I don't know what category, but. I just having lived that era she's got to go in well it seems like she has to go in first go whether you put her in as pioneer and take that or whether you put her in as best racer to win that class at the worlds regardless of where it was you can't but then you look at some of the dominance with sarah jane like she didn't have a season like david where she didn't lose a race um but she had you know seasons where she maybe lost three races all year,
1: mm-hmm.
0: you know, and it's uh, she was so dominant. Oh, well,
1: she won major titles by major dif- distances, like yeah, you know Europeans.
0: Yeah. And 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 you know the Kellogg Series as well. We got to really see that, and that was only domestic. But it was just she would just rode away. From yeah,
1: there's a lot of good um, girls, Debbie Scott Webb, you know. Yeah,
0: so I mean Pioneer. Yeah. The problem with Pioneer Pioneer racer Jane Windle and Alice Temple, you know. I mean, if they're if, if you're going to put two other names in Jane Windle first number one girl in the uk girl pro.
1: yeah
0: that well not I mean, pro
1: but national well sorry one, yeah, yeah top
0: yeah. top top class top class obviously not there wasn't pro money until 8384 but top class she won that and like you say with hall of fame there you know other things that you did for bmx you should really include yeah. that stuff so the fact that she worked with her dad at hot Shop, she ran the distributions she was coming out to america um dude yeah. she sponsored me they sponsored me
1: and your like, Alice temple or this you know, um, and, her, you know and my
0: thing is so like I'm saying the third person Alice Temple she was number one in the top girls class after Jane she was very dominant that year I mean she was she was she was gone very early but she had that thing of like
1: the image as well the
0: I just when when she would walk around at a race like people would look at her and it would be like whoa like that, she and she wouldn't have to do anything. She just had that. She had that like cool nostalgia thing, mm-hmm. where she just had just charisma, just gripping off of her. And she was just, she was so not not like in a hot, hot chick way. She was just so dope looking. Yeah. Like even if she'd been a dude, like that photograph of her, the famous one of her, uh, riding that cruiser. She's riding At a Haze. cruiser. Her Haze. Helmet. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean, anybody doesn't matter who that is. Boy, girl. Yeah, it's a great picture. Yeah, yeah, yeah. like so with Alice Temple, she was just. You know, Jane won the first one, but she really struck me as being like the first. Oh, shit.
1: She's a superstar. uh, Let me throw two more in there with you. Then you've got Julie Woodward, who's kind of under the radar, but on the NBMXA side, she's banging out a bunch of NBMXA Mm -hmm. national titles. She came
0: here and won the first. Didn't she win the first uh, money title here?
1: No, that's what that was my next question. The actual first year of Supergirls was 1986, I think it was, and uh, Karen Murphy, because Sarah Jane, I know this because my sister was the same age as Sarah Jane, my sister and Sarah Jane couldn't race superclass girls in 86 because they weren't 16, they were still 14, 15, they were still 14, 15 uh-huh. so the first actual money national number one girl is Karen Murphy, and then you can bang in a two second place at the Worlds, and you know, so I, the, thought, I, thought, yeah. so I
0: remembered, I think it was her and Julie Woodward battling out that first year, like you say. So. It was Nicola
1: Dogwell from uh, Nottingham who wrote for GT. Her and Karen kind of battled for that um, first thing. And then Karen won the Europeans on top of that as well, you know. So she's got a, yeah, she's got some stake in that one as well. And then you can bring in the next kind of era, but... Is is kind of Luli Adiemo and Lisa Wright. Lisa Wright was already banging out titles in the early eighties in the younger girl classes. Well, she, was,
0: she was dominant all the way through. And then and
1: well, I, I've looked at their stats. Luli kicked in in eighty six when she won the worlds, obviously. But then Luli and Lisa Wright are like national number one, national number two, national number one, right into the nineties. Them guys are the that you know, and then you thing. can start bringing another one who's won a bunch of national titles as the young girl um, Adele Croxon you know yeah. when a lot of stuff as a young girl joey goff's even yeah. in their uh, name there as uh, adele you know. was the first british yeah.
2: girl to win win the grand's if i remember yeah
1: right. that's yeah. a good one that mike brought up when was talking about you know the international stuff so it's all great debate and yeah, uh, yeah.
0: It's, it, it's hard with, with 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 pioneer girl you know it's you you you're talking about that but then when you get to best female racer you know even if you extend it another five years with results it's uh it's still hard to argue against Sarah Jane mm-hmm. it's uh, it's not until you start having
1: I mean Sinead's really I mean like a game changer when you
0: asked me when I gave you my first my first thoughts yeah. I you know I would obviously it's you know it's nice when it comes from my era um, but Sinead's was after after I'd left and come here but it's hard to argue with the fact that she was for a a good couple of years, she was widely considered to be the fastest woman in the world, mm-hmm. and that's to get yourself to that point. It's very hard to argue against that. You know, I like you like you say. I'm I find it ever so hard to drop the stats. So, yeah, my so my angle in 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 summing it up, my top choices would be uh Pioneer, Pioneer racer. Uh, you know, commit. Well, I
1: see. It's hard isn't it? Well, you, it, you want it, to put everybody in but you're not you got to stamp but, but i yeah. think you in the nail yeah. on the head paul yeah. whoever, it's hard, yeah. whoever
2: people mm. pick there are going to be arguments for yes, against and against, and yeah. for the people who didn't get in yeah um so you know it, there's always going to be an element of subjectivity but as long as it can be justified then hopefully we're on the right track
1: let's finish off with a few people in the background that have done some good stuff whether that's pioneer or you know officials well, I mean, let, let
0: me, so let me go through that list real quick in my in my head as well so I, so with the with the pioneers um pioneer through my roaster, i think you know
1: oh, Spit it my, out. my well my heart
0: <laughs> says alice temple but my mm-hmm. head says probably jane wendell uh, and that's but that's also because i would probably have sarah jane as best racer um if if you know shanaise is still competing but results wise but i think sarah jane has to go in so it's she's either best racer or best pioneer and if she's best racer then it's hard to argue against Jane Windle, and like she was nice to me, and that I just I'm I'm the fifteen or sixteen year old boy that looked at Alice Temple, won't ever get away from that. Like it will always be her for me. Um, and pioneer freestyler, like I said, Craig. But in all of those, all of those categories, you know, Tim, Andy, and Geff have to be in the Hall of Fame. They just choosing which who's going to go in and which order. Um, so for pioneer racer, it would be between. Uh, it would probably be between Pete and Tim with Alan Woods having an argument. Um, Geff, I just think, would, would go in under Best best Rider at some point. Um, and then when you get to Best Rider, like going on those results, I just, I, I found it ever so hard to get away from you, uh, Bessie and uh, Sinead, just because it's, I mean, with Jamie, you can't, there is no resume even remotely close tonight. no but
1: then you got got obviously Jamie's unbelievable then Stephen Murray has a good resume uh, Simon Tabron. I mean know? Stephen yeah, like, yeah. like
0: we say I've, when we made the list of mm. top UK freestylers of all time those were the top three for me yeah. like Jamie first Stephen second and uh, and Simon third um, but then you know we talk to people about that you know
1: i think this is ongoing we can we can come back we can circle back but around then I, I, yeah, I want yeah. people
0: after they've listened to this yeah. to disagree with what i'm saying yeah and give and me that, some
1: officials though some influencers and some different people in the background maybe but, but yeah. again i yeah. mean
0: alan woods his dad arthur
1: yeah
0: all the work that they did and the whole family i mean they were so deeply involved with the shop and the nationals and everything um David Duffield not my fucking cup of tea on the microphone (laughs) but then that's because I'm on the microphone Um, but you can't argue that he bought the fact that he was doing Tour de France announcing and then anytime BMX was on TV he came and did the did the BMX announcing I mean that's that's a stamp of credibility for you know BMXs are looking like this fucking old doesn't know anything sorry this dude doesn't know anything but whereas realistically you know those people bought such a, a like a legitimacy to it so you, you've got David Delfield and uh,
1: Jeff Wilds Alan Wiles, Rushton yep. the Jarvis family yep but it's then you know you've got the media people the the Higginson family the guys behind BMX Action Bike you know yeah, the I, I, Spurdens at the BMX Racer and Freestyle the, it, I mean there's so many yeah. people
0: there's so many people I just hard for me to get away from Norman Derbyshire Norman, yeah, yeah, he's still uh, in the middle uh, of the track and, all day long. My, 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 thing with Norman is not only he was the president or the whatever the the highest he was voted in as president of. Uh, B M uh. X. Multiple, no, multiple B M X associations.
1: Well, Norman also was the official for a lot of world championships as well, not just England. You know, he's in Canada, and uh, and then you got chairmans, You know, Sam Woods. I mean, I, I think yeah. the thing
0: with the thing with Norman is he was always. He was doing a lot of the stuff behind the scene, but he was, I mean, taking that job as head referee, that's, no one wants that job. Yeah, yeah.
1: Um,
0: I just, it's hard for me to get away from him because of my, my dealings with him and associations with him. But then, all of those people who ran those races back in the day, who were the first people who just came together to do it. I mean, Sam Woods, obviously, with what happened in hindsight and me going on to becoming a commentator, you know, I was firsthand in the van when Sam was going from being Darren's dad to mm-hmm. national announcer or just Hawks announcer to national announcer to, you know, international announcer to president of UK BMX. You know, it's uh, it, there's so many people
1: and we've also like us say was seems, seems a lot coming from today's conversation from the UK BMX side, but obviously MBMXA has got a huge history and we that's all going to be considered as well yeah, yeah. a lot of people on Peters, that point you know, as well yeah, i mean yeah. i think
2: it's important to sort of drop in why we call this british bmx yes. all the Fame as yeah. well because obviously the associations and there was one called uk bmx and we didn't want people to get the perception that mm. we're only focusing on uk bmx so that's why we settled on the british typical so. Londoner
1: only talking about uk bmx <laughs> and you know, what, was was yeah, yeah, didn't care about anything past what for gap <laughs> The
2: tracks are terrible, and you don't know what you're doing. But yeah, I mean, it's, it's been it's been like enlightening for us as well. Because again, Paul, you mentioned that first race in Brockwell Park, and even fonts of knowledge like Clive Gosling weren't aware that that was the very first race in UK BMX. And so, us starting this, it's brought people back into BMX fold and, you know,
1: this sends sent us photos. We're c- continuing to dig into like, I have, this is what well, I enjoy, Paul. I've literally been going through magazines and finding photographers' names. There's a guy in Say, uh, I know who his son is, Steve Saunders. His dad's got a lot of stuff. A lot of, I've been talking to John O'Hagan. He shot a lot of, especially during those program years when there wasn't Ooh. too much magazines, late eighties, early nineties. John shot a lot of those UK BMX, EBA magazines. So I'm slowly putting a list together of photographers to try and contact the ones that are still here, or at least their families and stuff, you know, yeah. so. Even Billy Ryan. Then, I mean,
2: Billy Ryan is one of the sort of biggest low key BMX historians. Yeah, yeah, and obviously and Billy's
1: not online. They, they do a trip, my next trip, you know, to, to go see Billy and, and, and sit there and go through some stuff with him. So I enjoy that part and learning stuff. Um, and, and there's still a lot more to learn, like what we were trying to nail, go back to what you said about Clive. Yeah, mm. he's like, wow, Bronco Park, 79, yeah. CK Flash, said the same, you know, mm. so. Um,
0: yeah, I, it's, it's, you know, I obviously, everyone will have their own opinions and their heart will be in certain places it's just i just think you know i think the names that instantly pop into me at my head are tim andy geff pete alan woods and then those stories that were made and sol- the legends that were solidified at that point those people david i mean david <sighs> david was already done by the time he was a teenager um but the fact that you won a class at the Worlds and then world champion two years. In, like, so, Won won a class at the Worlds three years in a row. That, I don't know. Just, especially. Lewis Mears,
1: time. first guy to be world champion in England. Whopper Watkins, you know, those early guys that won world titles as well, you know. <laughs> Cruiser and novice don't count. Cruiser counts, yeah. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> um,
0: yeah I, I just, with, with David, he was, he was so special. And having, you know, I don't know anybody else who's had an undefeated calendar yet. Um, so, I just you know, with David, it's where where does he go in? Is he, I mean, it's hard to argue against him being a pioneer influencer, even though he was, you know, what, seven, eight, nine. It's hard time.
1: to call a lot yeah. of those younger kids pioneers. That's what we've been having the conversation, mm-hmm. you know, when they were so young, when they won, won so much. I mean, Did- the
0: thing is as well, like I say, and, and I'm, I want to I really put a point to it, is you're behind the eight ball because it's happened so late. So getting everybody in, I mean, I could give you a list of 20 names, who are definitely going to go into the Hall of Fame at some point,
2: but you can't put them in all at the same time. You know, and it's... uh, I don't know. And that's one of the dilemmas we had as well when we were doing all the planning and the running order and stuff. Ideally, we would have liked to have inducted multiple people into each category in this first year, but... You know we'd have been presenting awards and listening to
1: acceptance
2: speeches into the next day well, and that
1: was a, that was a good point you see i didn't think that yeah exactly me and mike was on let, let's start banging some people out straight away and then ruff was like hang on when people go up and do a speech it's a could be a 10 15 minute speech you don't want to be three hours in and people are still speeching you know so yeah. uh, you got to take that in consideration as well i think the key is to w- what we've kind of come to agree on is, is is let's get one under our belt and then after that first year then we can fine tune, add, take away, um, and do that, but try and get a, a, the best respectable mm. event we can put on that stokes everybody out and, uh, continue to, you know, grow from that, you know? Yeah. I mean, so. I, th- I
2: think Darren sums it up. His favorite saying in all the conversations we've had is that, you know, Rome wasn't built in a day and, uh, <laughs> that that's how we feel about this this Hall of Fame. You know, as Dale just said, we want to get one good event under our belt as this first year, and hopefully it'll build from there. Yeah,
1: evolve from that. And anyway, just just while we wrap it up, you know, we do have a website. We obviously we're on British BMX Hall of Fame, uh Facebook, Instagram, and uh, British BMX Hall of Fame That's the right yeah. website. Yeah. And, well, we'll be- uh, ticket sales, information, we, we put in all the information on hotels for the, the November the 5th I think weekend.
0: It's, I think it's hilarious that people think you're going to make money out of
1: this. I know, I know. <laughs> <It's>, believe <you laughs> me, there's easier ways to make money. Yeah.
0: Yeah. Yeah, I, uh, I, uh, my only disappointment is I probably won't be able to get there.
1: Like Your voice will be, be there, I'm sure. Yeah. yeah Your voice I'm, will be in the background.
0: God, I'm going to have to announce Zoom call. <laughs> uh,
1: I, We're yeah. going to go live to Huntington Beach with Paul Roberts. All right. Well, thanks. I appreciate it. It's uh, the end of the day in a nutshell. It's fun. We're enjoying it. It's great. We're still connecting with people. There's a lot of people in the background, just because you're not reading so-and-so is not involved. It doesn't mean there's a lot of people in the background doing some great things to make this event, um, yeah, make it possible. Shout out to uh, Ruffles. Obviously, Darren O'Neill is on the floor, literally in Birmingham, who's doing so much for us. And obviously, Mike is the one that's kind of managing us all really and keeping us in check with our weeklies, you know, catch up and stuff. So I appreciate that and everybody giving us advice and help and debate. It's all fun and that's why we're doing it. Let's document the history. Last words, anybody? Um, just say thanks for, to Paul for sort of uh, sitting in the back for, of the for, van for by the beach.
2: hosting the podcast and, and yeah. thanks to Dale and Adrian for being great hosts this last couple of days out in California.
1: Cool. Thanks everybody. I
2: fucking love Darren O'Neill.
1: Good man. <laughs> all right. Thanks guys.